The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Did you know that a man once jumped into a bulletproof window so much that he busted it out of the frame and fell to his death? I do. Hey, I'm Nicholas Howe, and I made an improvised comedy storytelling podcast about this death and many others. Using a multiverse of me's as the catalyst, I explore the various ways people have died. I also have special guests on Freak Them Out about how dangerous the world is. Did you know lakes can explode? You do now. Listen to the How Will I Die podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at H-W-I-D-I-E-P-O-D. Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head all mate Rico. What's up, man? Twenty twenty can eat a dick. You know, I was gonna start the show differently. Do you want to hear what I was going to do for the episode? Sure. Okay. Welcome everybody to the end of the world. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head all mate Rico. What's up, man? And that's what I'll be all chipper. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Right, dude. Shit. The uh, world is ending. We're watching it tick down. Steph and I, in the midst of our depression, which I will get into, we watched some movies and we watched. Uh, I showed her Tommy Boy because I just oh, been okay. kept thinking like I want to rewatch Tommy Boy. I want to show her Tommy Boy. And there's a part where uh, Farley and Spade are in the car, and there's like a like a real brief montage of them listening to music in the car. Yes, I remember. Yeah. And they do at one point like it's the end of yep. the world. Yep, yep, yep. We know it. <laughs> and then they do the classic thing that we all do, like six o'clock. Da, 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 right, right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows the yeah. Um, actually, and, and help me out here because I always get him confused. Tommy Boy is the one where he's the auto part, the kid of the auto parts guy who takes over yeah. the company, right? Yeah. Okay, that's the one I like. I'm not. That's the one everyone likes. But I'm really. not as big of a fan of Black Sheep, which is a very similar film, is it not? I mean, it's him in him in Spade and that whole thing. I mean, it, Black Sheep. The premise of Black Sheep is, uh, whereas in Tommy Boy, they Spade and Farley knew each other since they were kids, so okay. they had that general animosity, but still, like, hey, I remember you, and they're like friends without being friends, right? In Black Sheep, they're sort of like. Farley is the younger brother of the of a of a guy is his his older brother's running for the Senate or something. So it's a whole campaign run. Okay. And okay. Spade is like an intern who gets hired to sort of watch Farley. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's similar but different. I know what you're saying cuz it's similar because the reason Spade gets sent on the road trip on Tommy Boy is to make sure he doesn't fuck it up basically. Well- well, that and also because he was the right-hand man to his, his dad, father. and yeah. he knows all about brake pads, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada. Um, but Steph, Steph liked it, which was... Good. It, you know, it's a fun movie. I had initially hoped. I, I was expecting her to not like it. You know, it's funny, because we we have, you know, a little peek behind the curtain for everybody. We have a Saturday Night Live recording mm-hmm. episode, like, about the show, and I'm I'm pretty certain those movies came up in that recording. So Which... 
actually, I would definitely qualify Tommy Boy as a SNL film because it was produced by Lauren Michaels. So I think I go. think we said that. I think remember remember the part where we were looking at like the money that was grossed. I think that was one of the movies we talked about in that Sorry. section. Um, unfortunately, we're not here about as happier subjects, dude. Look, I thought this is something I haven't shared on air, but since we're kind of airing, I was going to say airing grievances, but it's not grievances. But airing our airing our dirty laundry. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I mean, I so I've been laid off from my mm-hmm. job. I got laid off before all this coronavirus shit. You know, like yeah, you are you are ahead of the curve. Yeah, right, <laughs> trendsetter. Um, yeah. you know, but. And so it's been fucking brutal for me anyway, just because of that, you know, and and then this coronavirus shit hits and now the world is shutting the fuck down. This has been like it, it's so weird. It, it is like out of a movie, like it yeah. is out of like contagion or but like at no point am I minimizing what happens when you get corona and, oh, sure. and people and people have died i mean yes that's, that's absolutely the thing is people have died but all things considered it's not a zombie outbreak it's not apes taking over the fucking planet <laughs> you know it's not even like it's not a disease if you touch it your face melts it's nothing like catastrophic it's a really bad flu and you could die from the flu i'm not minimizing what corona does but like in terms of apocalypses, this is so far a pretty lucky one. Like we could have been really fucked, yeah. With with the amount of diseases that are at, like the plague, we could have like brought back the plague. And you know? to a degree, it kind of feels like it. I mean, I get what you're saying, and it's yeah, it feels like it because we're fucking millennials and we haven't experienced no shit. We are not millennials. No, you sir are a millennial. I. I'm Gen X, and what I love right now is that the Gen Z people are like, fuck you to the millennials, you're the ones that are causing all this chaos, so. I, as far as I'm concerned, anybody who's younger than Trump might as well be a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not start there, but anyway. No, I, I gotta say, if we're gonna talk briefly about the coronavirus, we gotta at least acknowledge, like. How like, poorly he's handled the whole damn thing? Yeah. So, I mean. You know what's really fucked up is that, like, he was throwing paper towels at Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, I really half expected him to do the same thing with, like, tissues or or or, or, or face masks. Well, look, and we we tend not to get very political on this show, but I, I anyone who knows me knows that I am not a fan of this man in any capacity whatsoever. Um, <laughs> nor are you, but... No, I, I despise the motherfucker. Yeah. But there's one. It's, it's such a bizarre feeling to loathe someone you don't know, thousands of miles away that you don't know. Yeah. It's really a bizarre thing. The thing that's interesting for me, though, is I, I haven't liked how he's handled any of it. But the thing that's really irritated me was the one press conference he had, where this reporter and I wish I had the reporter's name in front of me, but I don't. Mm. Asked him, "What do you? What would you say to scared Americans that are out there?" And his response right. was that you're a terrible reporter. What the fuck? Yeah, he went off for like two minutes and said, you're a terrible reporter. You know, you're a nasty person. And, you know, and I think the, the American people deserve better than that. It's like, one, you didn't answer the question. Two, you're being a dick. 
Three. Three. You're still being a dick, and you didn't answer the fucking question, <laughs> and people are still scared, dude. Like, you just have and to it, say... And it wasn't like, an Even unfair... if you rip off a president, just say, like, just steal from the greats. Be like, you know, we all need to be united and, and you know, steal from Kennedy or, or Obama. Fucking Melania stole from... Uh, from Michelle, just what, fucking, yeah, right. you, know, you got it, dude, you have a whole plethora of presidents that have said great things, just fucking mad libs that shit. <laughs> and we have one that's, we have a president still saying great shit in, in Obama, because he's putting out some pretty supportive stuff on Twitter. Um, that said, what's that? I miss Obama so fucking much. <laughs> so do, so does a lot of people. <laughs> I did um, not appreciate him as much as I should have. No, oh, not that I, I didn't I did. like him, I just wasn't oh, aware. I wasn't I as into politics. I, I was, I was a huge fan. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, the, the last thing I want to say about that before we move on is that the question that a guy asked wasn't even like an- antagonistic. It wasn't a gotcha. Like, Mm-mm, not at all. It was, what would you say as the leader of the country to your citizens? Like, I mean, and his response couldn't have been worse. It couldn't have been worse. And I don't that's think. that's how sensitive Trump is, is that he thinks every question now is going to be... Come after him. Yeah. Come after him. And he needs to... I, I mean, we're really reaching here because we're like, he needs to do... Like, he's never going to do nope. this shit. Nope. He'll never take advice, and that's the problem. Is he'll never want to be like, you know what? The country is more important. You know? Yeah, it's like, never. Never. No. But anyway, in, in, in the, the midst of... more depressing shit. Yeah, right. In the midst of all this, um, besides people that have been lost by the coronas, COVID-19, and, you know, our thoughts are with all the family. Anyone that's listening that potentially has lost someone from this, you know, our thoughts are with you, you know. I'm not going to say prayers because Rico doesn't go that route, and I'm quickly behind him at this point in my life. But um, certainly we're thinking about you, and hopefully we can bring you some some levity for a brief period. This episode, not so much. Not so much, yeah. But <laughs> the, the upcoming episodes and the previous episodes, yeah, please check us out and just lose yourself in Potescu for a little while, you know? So, um, yeah, we, we apologize in advance. This, this episode's going to... It's going to be not going to it's going to be a sad one. Well, and hopefully we can have some levity within it. You know, we can bring yeah. our our typical, you know, selves to the conversation. But yes, there's some there's some sadness coming on. Um and and I hate to say it, it's it's 95% on your end, bro. Like yeah, Jesus. Um it's been a rough week. Um <laughs> That's the other part. Like, it feels like three weeks worth of events would crammed into, like, four days. Like, what? All right. Well, number one. You want to do it in um, order? What? You want to do it in order? Well, well, as far as I know, it's easier for me to remember, I guess. Sure. Well, Steph went on a, vaca- on, a, on a business trip. She went to Texas. So I was really kind of, like, nervous because, yeah. like, hey, the world's, like, got the flu. What the fuck? Like, why is she still going? Yeah, that was really odd to me. It was it was so, like, she she had to be there. Like, it was one of those business yeah. things, and I won't go into details. It's not, no it's, one's yeah, business. That's it's not, her business. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, she had to, like, someone had to, like, represent the company and, like, kind of, like, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, So I was kind of nervous and and for her about, you know, being on a flight and being in another state and, you know, not overall being not around her and kind of being like, you know, what are you doing? Why, sure. why aren't you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And while she was gone, 
uh, sugar, the, what would you call her? The, the unofficial mascot of, of Potoskew? We've got or? so many of those. I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, the, 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 <laughs> uh, the gaslighter. The gaslighter. <laughs> the gaslighter of Potoskew. That's nice. Um, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Sugar, the Boston Terrier, um, and I and I I may I may cry because it is sad. Um, it is, yeah. Steph had this dog for fourteen and a half years. I was just privy to two of it. So, um, Sugar, while Steph was gone, started doing this weird thing where she got sick. But like, it was just like, are you? What's wrong with you, dog? Like, what's going on? Um, we changed her diet. We went from hard kibble food to, um, soft food, wet food in a can kind of shit and like gourmet shit. The ones that was like full of lamb and rice and corn. And you're just like, well, if the apocalypse happens, ironically enough, and we run out of food, this looks like it actually might be edible. Like doesn't smell or look too promising, but all the ingredients are just normal food. Right. Right. So while Steph was gone, I mean, when I took Steph to the airport, um, we were in so much of a rush, we forgot to feed the dog. So when I came back to work that night, I immediately called Steph and I said, did you feed the dog? Did, we, did you feed the dog before we left? She's like, no, I completely forgot. You obviously forgot. So I said, okay, well, normally we just give the dog like a third uh, or a, a quarter of this because she's such a greedy dog. She will fucking scarf it down. Yeah. And then there's her food for the whole day. She's not supposed to have more. And Steph and I are both like, fuck it. She hasn't eaten all day. She's been miserable. It's the first night Steph's away. Let's just give her the whole can. So I give her the whole can. Dog fucking wolf that shit down. Pun intended. Like wolfed it down. Like she f- dug into her primal nature and her, her ate, ate it like her ancestors would have. And then, of course, like, was so full, like, ate it within minutes. I didn't even finish it. That's how much it was, and that's how little she is. And, um, st- like, started hacking. Like, she, like, had a piece stuck in her throat, and I kept rubbing her throat, and nothing was dislodging. She, I kept giving her water. I, you know, kept trying to, you know, move her throat to see if there's anything else. She kept going back to the dish and kept trying to eat. Like, I, clearly she was fine. Right. But all, right. all of a sudden, there was, like, this... This like hacking and then she throughout the night started dry heaving, but nothing came out and it got me concerned and and she just overall started acting really weird. She started looking at nothing, like staring at the wall for hours, hmm. like 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 a fucking ghost in, in, you know, possessed her and was staring at somebody while they were asleep for fucking four hours. It was just, and she was just staring up at the ceiling doing nothing. Right. And I tried to move her and, and, and she, you know, she would just kind of like, she was in a daze, just kind of like, like she, it's, it's weird to make a joke of it. Like she ate so much. She like lost consciousness and kept going in. Food coma. Yeah. Food, food coma, but it was like alert. Like, where the fuck am I dude? Like, right, right, right. Like, you know, you know, like you've eaten so much McDonald's, you're just like, I don't even know how to think right now. That's usually Thanksgiving, but I'm with you. Yeah. 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 So the next day she didn't eat anything. And I I tried like coaxing her, I, I, uh, you know, her leftover food. And I said, come on. And she's like, nope, not in the mood. I'm like, you are turning down food. That's not okay. Um, 
And while before I officially woke up, my mom took Sugar for a walk and then busted in my room two minutes later, freaking out because she said the dog had a seizure, um, which we found out are not seizures, but still it was something was going on and then she was fine. She was, she, but she like, had, she shook and had a, she seized and then went limp and Nancy picked her up and took her back into my room. And then, uh, you know, I tried to keep an eye on her for the next couple of hours and I had to go to work. Steph took bar, uh, took Uber from the airport to video room. And I didn't want to just like drop this on her, but like, I was like, all right, I just got to tell you, the dog is freaking me out. I don't know what's going on with her. And I said in a very, in a slightly jokey way, but like kind of serious. I'm like, there is a probability this dog might be dead when we come back. Cause I don't know what's going on with her. Right. You know, and it's it, like, I've joked about shit like that because I have a dark sense of humor, but like Steph no. knows it. Right. Steph knows that. So she was like, are you being serious? And I'm like, honestly, the dog is freaking out, like freaking me out. And I don't, I, I said, I'm more grateful that like you're back. That way we can handle this together. And, you know, if right. something were to happen, you weren't, you know, gone. Yeah, you're here, here for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So we're kind of watching her all night and she was just doing the same shit, just staring off into nothing. Was not really alert, just kind of was in a daze, was just a quarter present. It was really bizarre. And then, so that day was Friday the 13th. The next day was Saturday. And I called my boss and I said, look, dude, there's a probability we're going to have to put the dog down. At the very least, we got to take the dog to the vet. I don't know if I'm coming into work. And he said, okay, let me know. We took the dog and we... I think Steph and I just both knew there's there was no way the dog was coming back with us. Mm. We just knew you one of those. And then like after obviously everything is over, you're kind of like, fuck, I should have done this. Like I should have stopped at McDonald's and got her some bacon. You know what I mean? Like yeah, one of those right. things like one last one last car ride. And then because she was allergic to pork, she couldn't have pork. So we're constantly saying, no, get the fuck away from my bacon. No, get the fuck away from my pork. I felt like if I had known, I would have just stopped and got her a fucking like a ham, you know? <laughs> you know, if she's going to get sick, what the fuck does it matter, right? Right, you know? right. I mean, she may be miserable, but she had pork, so she was happy. Um, So we didn't do that. And I, one of the few regrets of my life. Um, Took her to the vet. And the vet, despite like the craziness, I got to give whoever was still in business at this time, they were like, we might be closed tomorrow. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. And I'm like, I'm just grateful they were there. I really want to thank, you know, the, the vets and all the technicians and the receptionists and everybody. They, you know, they, they have a hard ass job. Yeah, man. See dogs and cats come and go and sometimes not go at all. They just go a very different way. Right, right, right. Um, the vet basically explained as we described the symptoms, she's like, it doesn't sound like a seizure. It sounds like a form of like heart arrhythmia, like their hearts just beating all fucked up. And we said, and she said like, we can, you know, refer you a specialist. We can refer you to get x-rays and all that shit. And Steph and I just kind of looked at each other like, if this dog was two, definitely. Right. This dog is 14. Like, 
we're already having a hard time trying to find an apartment and save up money as it is. We'd just be prolonging this dog's life maybe four months. It just wasn't. Right, good. right. And it was sort of hard to just like make that decision of kind of like say goodbye. And the dog has no fucking clue. Yeah. We're just, you know, like, no, we're time time for her to die. To die. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, kind yeah. of. A weird, and it was at no point was it a light conversation. We were we were both sobbing pretty hard. Um, they gave us a couple minutes to be with the dog, and they, they took her, and then they administered the wrist pump thing that they do. They like put right. in like a, a yeah. the, the syringe thing in their wrist, and then they they say, "All right, you get you get, get a couple minutes," and we were just loving the fuck out of this dog the dog was just like what's going on yeah why and and i always hate it when the dog licks me because she's got super bad breath and so when she licks my hand she loves licking me especially and i just let that dog lick me all over dude just like <laughs> you go, you go at it you get as much salt as you possibly can. <laughs> you dry your uh, your ass up and uh that came in, and I was holding sugar, which was weird. Because I felt, you know, it, it, in retrospect, it, at the time, I was like, I feel like an outsider. Like, I am I know I'm part of this family. I'm part of Steph's family. Sure. But, like, why should I be the one holding it? And, and I think Steph and I kind of, we talked about this afterwards. I was like, did you want to hold her? She's like, I didn't want to hold her. But she's like, I got to look at her. I got to look in her eyes as, as she went away. Which was, you know, she's like the last thing that she saw was was Stephanie, which was great. You know, it was the first thing that she did see. And it was really fucked up for me because I got to, um, when I held her, it's so morbid. It's, it's, it's like a weird fucked up thing that did kind of fuck me up throughout the, throughout the day. But then like, I kind of looking at it as like a weird, like a positive. Yeah. As I was holding her, I felt her heartbeat and it was it quickened and then it just gradually slowed and stopped. And that was, uh, like I said, it was fucked up because I was like, I've, I felt something end. Yeah. You know, I, I felt something cease. I felt a life cease. Steph was looking in the eyes and saw, I don't, I don't know what she saw. I don't know if there was like the, the light of their eyes and the yeah, 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 yeah. kind of thing, but like sugar's eyes were already fucking cloudy. What the hell? Like, could you see leap? <laughs> you know but um and then i said like you know it was good that i i it, as fucked as it is i'm glad that i was the one to feel that heartbeat go away that i'll remember that as a fucked up memory you know in a weird way sugar will kind of live on it, it, it's hard to decipher but it was no i get it. it 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 makes sense and and dude first and foremost props to you because i couldn't do it i couldn't do it oh it was a i mean it was a first for me to really be as involved in that. And I, and I guarantee if it was Dino, I would have not have been able to do it. Right. You know, or I mean, I would have had to be in the room and hold him and comfort him. But like, you know, there, there's I read this post online that was about like how animal owners can't deal with it. They walk out of the room and they say, I can't see this. That's when you need to suck it the fuck up. Yeah. Because the dog or cat does not know what's going on. Right. They don't understand why you're walking out of the room. Now they're scared because where the fuck is my owner? Now they're going to be searching for you. Yeah. The last thing they think of is where's my owner? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you I don't want that to be. So I I, rem- I had that like it was like a meme that was like 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 a vet was writing this out, like saying, All you animal lovers need to shut the fuck up and actually be in the room. <laughs> it was well, like the other- most aggressive ass vet ever. Here's the other thing I would actually say to you as a compliment, buddy, because I know you're not the biggest dog person in the world. You know what I mean? You're just not. You're a cat person. You're more of a cat person. I'm not saying you're you harmful or mean to dogs or anything, <laughs> but, but but I'm just saying some people are cat people, some people are dog people, and some people are both. You know, I'm right. a dog person. I'm not much of a cat person. You right. know, you're more of a cat person, and 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 you really, I saw a change in you as you spent two years with sugar. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you're now this dog person, but you are more open. You were at least sugar. You were more open to her than you were when she got there. You know? You have to remember the comparison was before sugar, it was just German shepherds in my house. True. I mean, I know you've had dogs in the house, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up with dogs, and my dad had a litter of, of puppies. You know, the shepherds that we had were bred from his, you know, his dog. Yeah. And so we had like six puppies and that was kind of a fascinating thing to just constantly step in dog shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Been there. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh you're right. I I am a cat person and and ultimately it was Sugar will always be Steph's dog. Yeah. Um but then I eventually sort of took the initiative to be like I'm going to just alpha the fuck out of this mutt. <laughs> and I did. Like, yeah. I mean, Steph would, you know, Steph and I would talk in Sugar's voice because we oh, yeah. have a I, sugar, We do so. that with Feeds all the time. So I know what you're right. talking about. Yeah. But like, Sugar's voice was just this neurotic, old, like, <laughs> like, why you do this to me? Like, yeah. it's just like, a, like, almost like a neurotic old Jewish lady. Just like, <laughs> and, and it was always a whine. And it was always like, why you do this to me? How could you? Yeah, and then, and even when she was like in a good mood, like, "Hi, Rico, do you have treats for me? Do you have treats? Food? Do you have food? Do you have salt? Let me lick yeah. the arm. Let me lick it. Let me lick." It. And she because she, <laughs> she she would talk like ah, like she was like kind of like a golem. It was like having a little right, golem right. for for a dog because she would just stare at us like if we had food in our lap she would just look at us <laughs> oh man the, 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 one, of the, one of the funniest times I've ever looked at this dog I laughed so goddamn fucking hard Steph and I were in bed and the dog crawled under the blankets yep. just to like take a nap she got overheated and like all of a sudden, like in a panic, was like crawling out like a, like a like a fucking thing stuck in the desert, just yeah. crawling out of the blankets. And we lift the blankets up, and she just breathes in this <laughs> gasp of air <laughs> and, and stares at us with these big fucking golem eyes. And the sound she made was. <laughs> <"Rrr."> <laughs> I laughed so oh, fucking man. hard at this dog gasping for breath. That I had to gasp for breath. Uh, I I so, don't. I, I have a similar one with Feeds where, and I won't say who, but she went same thing. She went under the bed under the blanket to go to. It was a it was a night though when we were going to bed, and at some point I won't say who, 
because it could be either of us. The, the dog got Dutch ovened unintentionally, mm-hmm. and she came bolting out from under the blankets and like, like get me out of here. Oh, <laughs> well, so funny. I mean, from previous recordings, if there was anyone who was Dutch ovening us, it was, it was sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah, sugar for sure. would fuck up this room. Hey, she calls Sh- us a fan for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, that's the thing we've noticed is that it wasn't just sugar. Dino's been farting too. So we're like, <laughs> is he, has he always been farting or is he just like trying to make up for like sugar's passing? Like, well, I'm, I gotta help out. You know, it doesn't stink in here anymore. I gotta help out. Yeah, right. Dino's, uh, Dino's been weird. He's been like, so after that, I mean, Steph and I had to like, I, <laughs> It was so fucked up because fuck everyone else's feelings, but I think about it later. We walked out of there sobbing and holding each other. Sure. And there were people bringing their pets and they were just staring at us in the most like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. And and I'm. I mean, and obviously we didn't care. We weren't like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're just like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, right. <laughs> Our dog died. We just, and we just sat, stood out there and Steph called her mom and uh, gave her the bad news because the mom was just as a part of Sugar's sure. life. Sure, and, sure, sure. And I'm immediately chain smoking and, and we hold each other and sob. And then I take us home. No, I, we started, started taking us home and I said, fuck this. I'm finding a bar right now. Yeah. And, and like I I purposely was like I if I take Steph home, she's gonna be looking at an empty room, she's yeah. gonna be sobbing, she's gonna be mourning through it. And I said, I need her around strangers. I need her around unbiased strangers that will just listen and offer their own stories and instead of it being like, you know, her texting everyone she knows, being like, Sugar's gone. Yeah. Let's just let's just have some drinks and try and have some laughs. And ultimately it worked. Like Steph got uh day drunk <laughs> and, and I took her home and she was so, and we, and we were cracking jokes the whole time. We were cracking jokes about sugar. We were have we had to make light of a fucked up situation. Yeah, man. And all things considered, it was the best possible death scenario. Sure. The dog wasn't like we were like the dog didn't get sick. And keel over and die. She didn't, you know, get into an accident with a car. She didn't yep. get mauled by a dog. She didn't get, you know, she didn't choke on a fucking anything. She just, okay, we have to be responsible now. So all things considered, she, you know, she was held. She was loved. She was fed. She was walked. She had a great life. And, and Big- it's still an adjustment. Like every time I walk, in the room with food in my hand, I keep expecting to have to like kind of gently kick her out of the way. Like, no, it's mine. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can eat in my room without fighting a dog. Yeah. yeah. Now I can watch a movie without being interrupted because every single every single time we would put on a movie or a show, Sugar would scratch the door like clockwork. Just be like, "All right, there's your thirty minute mark. Time to go." <laughs> and. And Steph and I would make a joke, be like, what, what's the movie we're going to watch where we can actually sit and watch the whole fucking thing? Like, this Tommy is a monumentous, boy. like, thing. I don't remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as I think it, I think it's safe to say, 
as Kev would say, big bucket of win, you know? Mm. So. If it was full of food, sugar would have been a guy bucket. Big bucket of win. But unfortunately, um, you got more. That took I got place. more, unfortunately. Um, now, far less detail to go through. But the same day as sugar, Steph's dad died. Yep. That, I mean, I don't, I never met the dude. Only know what I know about him. I, I think you know, and I know about the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just know, you know, he and stuff were estranged and that's it. But like the timing sucked. Yes, it did. Like it was more to the point of like, oh my God, we're grieving for the dog. It's like, dude, you couldn't wait another day. Like, yeah. I will, and if you want me to take this, <laughs> I will. But you texted to me when you told me. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Piece of shit had to take Sugar's day." Yeah, that's all I mean, you said. You you told me what happened, and then that was it. And that was, and that was all you said. You know, and it's you know, and I I was paying very close attention to stuff even sure. more after that news. Sure. And, and then you know, just that's it. She, we're still mourning the dog. Um. So then. Uh, I got the news that we had to, I don't, you know, there is the still a possibility of video room will open again, but like we had to, it was a cur, it was like a curfew for everyone. So now I'm just in the, we're all quarantined up. Yeah. I'm out of work. Ironically enough, nothing changes for Steph. She just has more of a workload now. Yeah. Like she's already been a fucking hermit. You know, she's used to this. (laughs) And ultimately, yeah. in terms of being quarantined, like it's not that bad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with kind of like being like a homebody. I, I actually prefer to stay in. I don't yeah. really get cabin fever. If I want cabin fever and go outside for an hour and be like, hmm. But I don't need to go shopping or go anywhere. Right, 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 right. You and I are the same way like that. Like I don't, I don't need it, you know. And I, I'm yeah. fortunate that my apartment has a has a porch. Like I have a right. little like porch thing, so I can go, you know, if. If they lock down the country like there's rumors that they're going to do, it doesn't mm-hmm. stop you from going out on your porch if you need, like, oxygen. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, so we can do that and whatever. But, yeah, man, that's that's rough, buddy. I'm I'm hoping, because I remember when you told me, I was thinking, oh, like, oh, shit, I wonder if that's the nail in the coffin for the store. It you still know? possibly is. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. You know. Every day we don't make money is... Not good. Yeah. It's not good. Um, I don't know. I haven't even talked to the owner about it, but I immediately filed for unemployment. I'm hoping that will be approved. Um, yeah, there's, there's, um, I don't know about California, but in New Jersey, there's a section of unemployment right now. Like when you go to file that is specific for lost. Coronavirus, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, hopefully there's something um, like that out there. And then again, not to go into detail. Uh, my buddy Michael was in a car accident Yep, and told his car had to be pulled out of the wreckage. I mean, he's fine. And there's details of the story I won't go into, you know, into, but, um, I mean, all things considered as he said, it, he's like, I should not be alive. There's no fucking way that I'm not like insanely lucky. He's like, it was a miraculous thing. The car rolled over like one of those. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just grateful he's okay because that was yeah, been, man. Because I didn't talk to him for like two days, and I'm like, and I kept reaching out and texting him. Like, it was strange that I was texting him, being like, "Dude, 
Sugar passed away. I'm like, hey, uh, her her dad also passed away. I'm like, dude, why? What the what the fuck? Why aren't you responding? Are you okay? No response. I had a text his girlfriend, which I should have done immediately. And then I was like, where's 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 my buddy? Where's mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, he got no car accident. He's okay, but like he's like he he lost his phone in the wreckage. I'm like, oh fuck. Well, how would that fucking dipshit call me for Christ's sake? Fuck. Or have her call you at least and be like, hey, can you tell Rico I'm okay? That, that, that's what I was kind of, I, the ultimate irony is that he said after he lost his phone, he's like, the only number I know is yours. And I'm like, well, why didn't you call me? He's like, because I didn't, I was, he's like, where the fuck can I find a payphone? I'm like, there's that too. Yeah. I was like, that's a fair point. Once you, even if you lose your phone, you're like, how do I make a call? Even if I know the number, how do I make a call? Right. And I was like, I was like, you could have gone to a stranger. He's like, go to a stranger and ask them for their phone. Would you give up your phone? Yeah, I'm it like, depends. But I get the point. Yeah. I get the point he's making. But the good news is he's okay. I mean, it sucks okay. about his car, but at least he's okay, and that's really all that matters. All right, so let's recap. Dog's dead. Dad is dead. Um, no, Steph's dead. That's that's Steph dead. Because we we talk about dead. Ron a lot. Let's make sure. To you know, I it's 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 actually today is his birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah, today is his birthday. Well, happy birthday, Ron. Yeah, I I called him last night and gave him a good. An early one. Steph called him this morning, and he was so thrown off. He Why? Was like, ah, hi, hi. Oh, because Steph doesn't call him very often. I'm sure. No, she was like, "Hey, Ron, I just wanted to say happy birthday." He's like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> like, thank you. I'm so surprised." Like, Sounds like a typical Ron Steph. answer. Yeah, it was more of just like, "Oh, I, I have no I, like. You actually chose to call, wish me happy birthday. Weird." Um, speaking of my dad, um, another Alan type for me passed away as well. Oh, guy named Peter. And he was, if Alan was like the Jewish godfather, Peter was like the crazy German uncle. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yes, Peter, I I have a couple of them. So yeah, you got a bunch of those. So. Peter was actually born like in a part where Germany and Italy are like right up against each other. Yeah. So he's like, and he's like a quarter Italian and he's three quarters German, but very German. Craziest fucking guy I know, but like not mentally crazy, not like insane. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Just one of those guys that like, if he, and he was a MacGyver, like he was a true Renaissance man where he, every Mercedes my dad has ever gotten has been from Peter. For the most part. And like every time a Mercedes breaks down, he takes it to Peter and Peter would come over and have wine and he and dad would argue and, and talk about cars. And every single time I talked to Peter, he always tried to sell me a car. I would be like 12 years old. Like, hey, Rico, you want to buy a car? I'm like, I'm 12. He's like, well, you'll have it ready. I'll teach you how to, I'll teach you how to fix it. I'll only charge you a hundred dollars an hour and you know, it'll be great. You'll fix this car up and then. And then by the time you're 16, it'll be all perfect. It'll be immaculate. You can drive it. You'll be the king. I'm like, I'm 12. <laughs> like, like, dude, no. One, I'm 12. I can't buy a car. I don't have the money. He's like, no, no, no. It's okay. You can work it off for me. I'm like, doing what? He's like, I got a whole, like, parking lot of stuff. I got to find so many things. You can move batteries. You can, you can cast lead. 
hey, you know, you need a bunch of knives. I got a bunch of pocket knives and I need to sell them. I'll, I'll get, you know, I pay for the knives. You try and sell them. You have to get my money back that I paid for. And then every other thing else we split down the middle. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, dude, I could sell so many fucking knives. So we went through this. I couldn't give these fucking things away. <laughs> and now it's, it's really fucked up when, when I was told about Peter. I was like, I guess I don't have to pay him for the fucking knives. <laughs> you still owed him for the knives? I have these fucking... I had these knives like in this closet like to my right. Because they were at my mother's. Because I was like, I don't know what to fucking do with these. I couldn't give them away. I took them everywhere. And, and all my friends were like into like pocket knives and shit. They're all like, these, this pocket knife sucks. And I'm like, will you just give, me, give it to me for a dollar? Like, please? Like, I just... I, one of them was like a giant broadsword, like a fucking Braveheart thing, and eventually that that's just on hanging on Dad's wall, like he's fucking Braveheart and shit. That's funny. But uh, yeah, Peter was the type of guy where he could just say that he could do something, and you say bullshit, and then he would do it. Like he's he was Dad's age, like late mid to late seventies. But at one point, this guy was like, "Hey, Rico." <laughs> you ever seen a one arm pull up? And I said, Yeah, but like it's really difficult. Like you have to hold the wrist. He's like, Nah, one hand, no holding the wrist. And I'm like, No, that's he's like, I could do that. I'm like, Bullshit, you can do that. Because he doesn't look like an imposing guy. He doesn't right. look like he's muscular in any way. He just looks like a dude. And he, sure enough, he went to a pull up bar and just boop, like pulled himself up with one hand. And dad and I, who, and at the time I was even more physically fit, we're just like, how the fuck? You? <laughs> what the fuck are they doing in Germany, dude? Like, um, lots and lots of steroids. But this dude didn't show it. And oh, I'm kidding. Yeah. But like, I mean, he, he was that guy that would just pop a wheelie in his, on a bicycle. Like, we would go bike riding when I was little, and then he would just, Pop a wheelie, and not even just like pop a wheelie for like a second. He would fucking ride his bicycle yep. for like six blocks on, on, the wheelie. on a wheelie. Yeah, yeah. And I'd just be like, "Why are you?" And then he, of course, he like ate shit. He's like, "Ah, oh, I'm all right," and just pop it back up. He had a broken wrist. He's like doing it again. Like, like that was the point. Was we thought Peter was just fucking indestructible. Well, you just you just spray some Windex on it, right? I mean, that fixes it. <laughs> Some sauerkraut, some some uh Yeah. Uh yeah, but he he was a good dude and, and that was just another nail in the coffin of like, dude yeah. what the fuck? Like That sucks. Yeah, for sure. I mean and you know what, dude, like it, it unfortunately, you know, you mentioned it's Ron's birth birthday. If my math is right, he's eighty two. Yeah. You know, you're at that he's at that point that where his friends are gonna start Oh, there we are. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, like Alan, Peter, and I'm sure there's been others. But, I mean, you get the point, like, they're going to become far and few between, you know? So it's Yeah, there's been a a lot. I mean, there was one, another, I mean, an actual German, German friend named Carl. And I think that was the first real big one. Who the fuck is Carl? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Carl... You, here's the fuck Carl like had this uh, house very similar to my my land out in Santa Cruz very kind of hilly woodsy sure 
but you're near the ocean. Like, so there's the ocean and then like you go in the woods. That's it. That's what Santa Cruz is in the middle of it. There's a fucking boardwalk. Um, Carl had, was like the guy who had a bunch of paintball guns. They taught my brothers how to paintball. I taught me how to paintball. And he was just this German dude with like a very thick German accent and, and sort of lived out in the wilderness in his own way. And, and a very nice guy, very genial and warm. Um, but the accent frightened me. I was kind of like, I don't, uh, it, it was, uh, it was, especially when you're very, very little, I didn't, I, his accent alarmed me. It was like a real lesson of like, some people are not born in America. <laughs> some yeah. people are from Europe and they just have different accents and yada, yada, yada. And then, but when he, when Carl passed away, I, I never knew this about him and I knew him, you know, ever since up to, I don't, I don't remember how young I was. I think I was 13 or something. But when he passed, we're at someone else's house. It's sort of a memorial party kind of thing and remembrance. And I look out the window and I see Carl. And I'm like, the fuck? And I'm like nudging my dad. I'm like, dad, am I seeing a ghost or something? I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? And dad's like, oh, that's that's Carl's brother. That's his twin brother. I was like, oh shit. Carl had a twin brother? He's like, yeah, Helmet. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, Hans. I was like, I don't know who the fuck Hans is. How the <laughs> fuck are... it, it was such a bizarre thing to like right. find out. Like, one to not know, be at a funeral and be like, oh, he has risen. It's like, no, it's his twin. <gasps> he had a twin? What the fuck? Right. What a weird thing to hide from me. They're like, we didn't hide it from you. We just assumed you remembered. I'm like, when? When I was one? Yeah. I literally have never met this fuck. I have never seen double when I've looked at Carl. Yeah. Like, it was such a. <laughs> That's funny. That's such funny. A bizarre way of of finding out and then being transfixed and like learning, like getting to know this guy and kind of being like, it's like I'm talking to Carl, but it's, it's like not. he still lives on. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be depressed as fuck when like if you're an identical twin, you lose your brother or your sister or something, right? And they just look in the mirror. Yeah, right. I never thought of it that way. But then, like, if you're like, hey, if I miss him, I'll just look in the mirror. That's true. And if I get tired of him, I'll just grow a beard. Yeah, true to that too. Well, um, I wish I could say we're going on to happier topics, but we still have two more two more deaths to talk about. The good news, I guess, if you will, is none of them are as personal as right. everything we just talked about. But um, Kenny Rogers passed away yesterday. Yeah, what was he known as? The Gambler? Is that? Is... Well, that was his song. That was that. You know, you know when to hold him. Nickname for Be- him, I guess, because of, of yeah. the song. I think I don't think right. it was before that. Um, but yeah, he, he had that. And then he also had a, um, uh, a group briefly called the first edition. And they had a song that I absolutely loved. I actually think you would like, it's called just dropped in, but then in parentheses to see what my condition was in. Mm. So it's like, it's a trippy song, but, um, and then apparently he was in a movie called the gambler. Based on based on the character of the song, I believe, if I'm reading this right. Well, I know there was a couple movies, The Gambler. There was one with James Caan, which was the original, and then there was a remake with Mackie Mack. Well, this was a... Maybe it was a TV movie, because it's an Emmy-nominated thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, I, I really don't know much about Kenny Rogers. Uh, the, <laughs> I'm sad to say the only thing I know of Kenny Rogers was Will Sasso played him on Mad, Mad TV. Frequently. Okay. That's even more than I knew. But anyway, no, he he was uh, my mom loves Kenny Rogers, loves Kenny Rogers, mm. one of her favorites and used to hear him a lot in my house. Him, John Denver was another mm. one you would hear a lot of in my house. Um, and among many other artists, my mom is very eclectic, but she did love herself some Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, we're not trying to do any disservice to him or his legacy or his family by any means, but we, neither of us are very educated. And yes, we, you know, I'm doing my best by, you know, flipping through his Wikipedia as we speak. Right. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to at least bring it up because he is a, I feel like he's an American icon in some capacity, sure. you know? Um, so he was 81 when he passed away. Mm-hmm. So, you know. As as Kev would say again, big bucket of win, you know. Yeah. Married five times for fuck's sake, you know. I, I, I don't. I uh, no comment on that yeah. one. <laughs> um. But yeah. So let's. He was know, a gambler. He was a gambler. Um. <laughs> but then we're gonna move on to another one, and this one happened a couple of weeks ago. We just haven't had a chance to, to talk about it yet. Um. Yes. But James this Lupton. One, I, this one actually hit me. Yeah, it hit me too. I was a big fan of Inside the Actor Studio. That's a show I would yeah. watch. Um, James Lipton from the, uh, I'm trying to find the name of the school because it's not called the Actors. Well, yeah, the school is called the Actor Studio. Right. Um, yeah, but it's part of uh, a different school. Like it's, it's, it's a division of a school. I'm trying to find it now. But anyway. Um, the Stella Adler workshop or some shit. Like uh, one of those. The Actor Studio Drama School at Pace University. Okay. But it used to be... Okay, so, all right, here we go. Hold on a second. I got it now. Um, in 1994, he arranged for the Actor Studio, the home base of method acting in the United States for 60 years, to join with the New York City's New School University. And, for, and they formed the Actor Studio Drama School. And that stayed there... Until 2006, when they the contract ended, it and I guess the mm-hmm. new school didn't want to pick it up. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's still a new. Sh- it's still a show, but it's obviously like I think he knew his health was declining. So yeah, in I, terms of the show aspect, they've had like a constant switch of guest hosts and ha- I, guest hosts. And I've watched it, and I haven't. It's not the same I without seen James. Any of it. I, mean, I have I have cable, so I have. It's not. It's not the same without James Lipton. It's just well, not. That's a th- all things considered, I mean, he was a fucking interviewer. Like he was. Yes, like, man. You can go through like Carson, Leno, Letterman, Conan, all that. Kevin. Kevin's a good interviewer. Kevin, yeah. but like Lipton made like he took the art of acting and made it fascinating. Yep. Because it was really like let's watch these actors talk about the roles and how they did it like like i'm not even a fan of sean penn but i was riveted watching lipton interview sean penn you know know? which one got me the most it was most interesting to watch not my favorite one is the robin williams one by far yeah but yeah yeah. (laughs) how is it not because he's just robin but i mean like the tom hanks one was really good um there was two of them there was two two, yes yeah, both of them were really good, but the one that that intrigued me the most was the Johnny Depp one. Yeah, and I would. That's the thing is like you want you now that he's passed, you're like, fuck, 
there was some follow-ups I would have loved to see yep. or some actors that were never interviewed, you know, that you would love to see interviewed like, like Kevin, Can you imagine yes. Kevin. I mean, and Kevin would laugh his ass off. He's like, oh yeah. Like lifted would be like, so then you made Jay and son Bob strike back. <laughs> what uh, possessed you to sit down and write such an amazing achievement? Kevin's like, I hate a taken fart joke movie. What's wrong with you? No, he'd like, be like, oh, say- James, that's such a great question. Let me tell you all about it. And then three hours later, the answer to the question, you know, right. Yeah. Like, so, what is your favorite word? And Kevin would just talk for fucking ever. He's like, "Those are all my favorite words." <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, um, there, there was there was one he did it with Dave Chappelle. He did two with Chappelle. Did he do two he with inter- Chappelle? I know he did well, the he one. In, he interviewed Dave Chappelle, and then Dave Chappelle interviewed him. Ah, for like the one hundredth episode or something. Okay, and that was fascinating to see the flip, but um, because. When he when Chappelle was like asked about Half Baked the movie, he started crying. He's like, and then you made Half Baked. He's like, motherfucker, we made oh, listen, son, we made Half. <laughs> it's like bad, Dave Chappelle. That was a really um, bad Dave Chappelle. It's hard to do Dave Chappelle. It is hard so, to do. I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me tell you, son. Um, but there was a part where he interviewed Lipton. And he said, when he got to the questionnaire, he said, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? And Lipton said, you see, Jim, I do exist. He's like, you were wrong. I do exist. Which, because Lipton was a pretty well-known atheist. And Chappelle stopped the show. He's just like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Sir. You don't believe in God. <laughs> That's funny. Well, here's an uh, interesting thing. Like, all right, I'm going to share my screen with you because I want you to see this. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's I might the... know a little bit of Lipton. I, I read his book. Well, no, no. The, I, I'm sure I'm sure you do. I'm not questioning your Lipton knowledge. This is the list of guests mm. that he's had on the show. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of them, like, I don't remember. Some of these, I think, are all just guests on the show on a whole. Like, but he may not have been inter- he may not have interviewed them. These may be some of them maybe later. Like um, uh may- maybe. Maybe like Will Arnett, maybe. I don't know. But here to your point, you mentioned because it lists here the twice is like the twice, you know, like Sarah Jessica uh-huh. Parker was twice, Pacino was twice. Um But look at Chappelle three times. Only three artists times. three times. Two thousand five, two thousand eight, and two thousand thirteen. Yep. Hanks twice, Bradley Cooper twice. Bradley Cooper is a very interesting one. I would like to see I, that one, actually. Oh, yeah. d- here's the thing. Bradley Cooper was a student. Yes, he was. The, yes, I knew that. I think I saw part of part of it. Uh, the war, so one of them at least. Yeah. When De Niro and Sean Penn came on, you could see Bradley Cooper in the audience asking questions. Like he asked De Niro a question. Oh, wow. And then full circle he's he up on the stage de niro like a, a couple of times the only one i know is like, silver linings but i'm not debating that uh limitless okay oh right you know i want to see that that's on my list by the way not to change topics completely but i do find it so netflix is doing a thing now where it's giving you like you know how it would 
break off into like sci-fi and comedy and it gives you different categories to help you find different things to yeah. watch or whatever. They're now doing a thing, the top 10 in America. <coughs> That's in the top 10, two movies, Contagion, Outbreak. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Rise of the Apes. That's a different... Contagion. Um, the Simpsons episode is pretty fucking great. Because uh, I yeah, was, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. That was one... Of, I think that was the first time and the public was like actually seeing the guy, the people do the voices. Right. With the, right. With the exception of... Um, uh, the woman who plays Marge. Um, fuck, I'm like I've been watching so much Simpsons. I have no excuse. Um, because she doesn't like anyone seeing her do the voice. She's very self conscious about. Wait, who is this? The woman who voices Marge. Oh yeah, the- I forget her name, but yeah, she's. You're right. She uh, she usually she apparently you never see her do it. Like, and she apparently like put up a cutout of Marge's face in front of her face because she doesn't like doing the voice in front of people. Okay. Um, and, and to see Nancy Cartwright and Hank Azaria do, uh, the, the Moe's Tavern phone pranks was, that was fun. Yeah. That was yeah, Moe's Tavern. That was you. That's one of the ones <laughs> he does. Yeah. 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 Wait, that was you. <laughs> it was and, crazy. Uh, dude. It was crazy. Prompt. Uh, reading of her poem about her cat snowball yes uh, yes crusty doing his laugh and uh it, it's that that's the thing is that it wasn't just a show of how this actor rose and starred and was in these movies or directors they did directors too oh yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah but it was it was a lot of fun i mean you brought up ron williams too. that is unanimously the everyone's favorite episode um because it's it was, robin williams well, <laughs> What we saw was like the one that was like aired, but then there was like I have a copy of the uncut version. I need like, that. I want that. Yeah, I could try and send it to you, but it, it's like no, that's yours, buddy. Don't do that to me. I'd feel bad it, taking it from you. No, no, no. It's it's on a video file. Oh, okay, okay. Um. It's and you like a woman like had a hernia in the audience. Yeah, we've talked about it. We talked about it. I think when when Robin passed, I think we talked about it quite a bit. Well, or not, no, no, not when he passed, but we were discussing Robin's passing or something. Right, right. It was a recent ish episode. Um, I one of my one of a favorite of mine was when uh, Pacino revealed. That his grandparents came from Corleone, Sicily, and he never revealed it until that moment. He's like, you know, like his his grandparents were literally born in the same town that like the Corleones were from, which meant he was literally born for the role. And he and he kept it a secret until that moment. It was so so great to see that. Um, uh, a lot of great people, man. I and like uh, the giant Depp one, I would have loved to have seen because. At the giant episode, that's when his he was still doing like the quirky shit. He had yet to do pirates. Yes, yes, that's you're right. He blew the fuck up. So like, there would have been a really fascinating scene. Be like, and when did you come up with 
Jack Sparrow. One of the one of the interesting things about the Johnny Depp episode was watching him roll cigarettes while he's talking to James Love. Like he didn't just because you they they would smoke if they were smokers. They let him do it. But right. Johnny took it a step further and literally was rolling like these little brown cigarettes. And I'm not uncertain that it wasn't weed, to be honest with you. But that's no, some, no, it, it was definitely he was known for rolling his own cigarettes for years in Hollywood. Yeah. Like I, but yeah, um, you know. So there was that. I mean, it, it Robert was just, Jr. RDJ, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of these I never saw, which kind of upsets me. Cause I'd like oh, you, to you never saw the Robert Downey Jr. one? I don't think so. I, I'm starting oh. to remember, not remember. You know what I mean? There so was, I might have. There was have. a great, the, uh, Lipton asked him, like, so what got through you through um, uh, Home for the Holidays or whatever that holiday film that Downey Jr. did? And without missing a beat, Downey went, Black Tar Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I mean, you laugh because it's a funny response, but it's probably accurate too. But the, but like, I think the the class of Lipton was, and I mean the class of the man, not his yeah, yeah, class, yeah, 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 was that he he was sensitive, and because at one point he said like Bob, if it's, he was talking to Downey, he said because someone calls him Bob, and he said Bob, if, if it's okay, I'd like to ask a little bit about you know, your struggles with addiction and the law. And you've seen Downey, who's really always candor and open and honest, say his shit. But he was like, yeah, of course, go ahead. Like, tell me, ask me whatever you want to know. Right. And since then, he's he de- he hates talking about it. Like, there was that infamous interview where he got interviewed by a British um, journalist. Uh, I think he was a British Indian journalist. And... And they were doing like the promo for like Age of Ultron or something. And he, the journalist, instead of just plugging the movie, kept wanting to be serious and talk about Downey's drug addiction and his past addiction. Right. And, and do you see the look on his on Downey's face? Just kind of like, dude, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, I I have are we? I'm here to sell you my movie. Like, what are you doing? And they kind of ended the interview abruptly and then Johnny was like, all right, bye. And then he's like, no, 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 like let's have a conversation. And he's like, uh, yeah, but like you're kind of a schmuck and then walked out. And well, this I mean, guy has also that's done different the same than, thing. See, with- that's the other thing though. Like you said, the, the class of James, you know, people respected him, you know what I mean? So that's right. why he could get away with asking those questions. The other thing that was really interesting, you know, and we referred to it earlier, we have this Saturday Night Live episode yet to put out, but you know, and we're not huge fans of this guy, but Will Ferrell's portrayal mm. of James Lipton, you know? And then at one point, and I forget if it was on SNL or on the actor studio, Will Ferrell, as James Lipton, interviewed James Lipton. Yeah, and it was it was like, when they got to the questionnaire, he's like, what's, what is your, uh, what we'll is your We'll get to the questions, but says, yeah. He said, "Me." He's like, "What is your least favorite word?" You, <laughs> yeah. pointing at at him, and it was, it, but it was fun, and you know, and like, it was always a joke on the SNL sketch. He'd have a stack of cards, like you know, three feet tall, mm. but that wasn't too far off because Lipton did his fucking research. You know what I oh, mean? Oh no, and like, those were all questions. It wasn't yeah. just like a prop. No, no, those were. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so like Lipton did his research and stuff. So it. It was interesting and and, and all that and to, and I saw the one with Jim Carrey. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this was this show for me was very much like 
and I don't know if you remember the show. Do you remember a show called Behind the Music? Yeah, MTV. Yeah, uh, no, VH1. VH1. Yeah. yeah, and I would watch those regardless of the artist. If it was somebody I liked, you know, like Metallica was on once, Black Sabbath was on once, you know. Mm-hmm. If it was a group like that, then I, obviously I was tuning in. But even if it wasn't, like I watched one on Tony Orlando once, and I could give two craps about Tony Orlando's music, but the behind the music was riveting. Do you know what I mean? Same thing with like inside the actor studio. There would be actors I didn't really know or care about, and yet I would would want to watch it because it was just so interesting to the way he would conduct his interviews. Of course, and and. There, <laughs> there, the whole, all the questions were, were meticulous. I mean, he, how many times were like the, the subject was so flabbergasted? Like, how the fuck did you find that out? Yes. Like, who, oh who my God. Yeah. <laughs> like he was a fucking like, well, I'm sure he had detective. a team. Like, like I know he did his own work, but I'm sure he had a team helping him too. You know, there, one of my favorite little bits was when one of the times I think he interviewed Billy Crystal twice. Twice he did, yeah. I saw that. And there was there was one time, I think it was the first time, uh, when Billy gets on stage, the, greet, uh, you know, the applause and greeting, he just goes over to the questions and picks them all up and throws them on the table. He's like, all right, enough with this bullshit. We're just two guys having a conversation. And Lipton had int- – he, I guess he's always got a backup because he, he's like – Aha. And then pulls out like a Another smaller stack. stack. He's like, just in case. <laughs> That's awesome. And Billy probably just rolled his eyes and smiled with that, that smile. And a, and a lot of it, I mean, there's some great seriousness to like Jack Lemon revealed he was an alcoholic on stage. That was, oh, wow. That was him coming clean about any, because he reveals like he was reciting dialogue where he says, hi, my name is my name is this and I am an alcoholic. And then he stops and looks at the audience and says, which I am, incidentally. And he's like, and Linton was confused. He's like, are you talking as you or are you talking as your character? He's like, no, me, Jack Lemon. I am an alcoholic. And all, you could just hear like a, a gas pin drop. Oh, wow. I got quiet. It got so quiet. And you see Lipton just like staring. It was not a, it was not an interview. It was a therapy session. That's what it was. Yeah. And you saw this look of, of genuine concern. And then ultimately it was that coming to terms with his alcoholism. I think Livin like entered in a rehab or started fighting alcoholism like, I think, the next day. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that was the case for a lot of actors. Maybe not to the degree. I'm not taking away from the Jack Lemon thing, but I mean, like, there were multiple times you'd see him talking to different actors, and he would bring up something, and they'd be like, "Oh fuck, I haven't thought of that in years." And not in that, you know. Sometimes it was playful, and other times it was like, "Wow, you know, I haven't really thought of that in years." You know, there's there's a lot of those great moments. There's another one where Spielberg, and Spielberg, as you can see in a lot of his films. Divorce is always sort of a rampant yeah. part of it, or, yeah. or, or or broken family, or a troubled father figure. So the implication is that he went through a lot of that with his own parents, and he didn't <clears throat> he didn't realize. And Lipton pointed this out. He said, um, "In Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they communicate with the aliens through music and technology. It's where science and, te- and music." meet as a as a language and he said 
your mother was a musician and your father was a scientist. And Spielberg looked at Lifted and said, you know, I'd like to say that that was planned, but I never made that connection until just this moment. Hmm. Little shit like that. Yeah. Where yeah. he opens up the eyes of the person. They think, like, you have opened my motherfucking eyes. Yep. Um, so it, it, it was, it's, it's, it's a... I mean, while he hasn't done the show in a while, it it still is a big loss to the acting community. I think you know, and he and he always looked the same. He, nope. There was never a point where he, he never we, aged. We saw him when he was always like seventy. Yeah, because he and was he never he was, got yeah. feeble. I mean, that photo of him right there—that's how he's always looked. Yep, maybe yep. minus the beard because I've seen earlier episodes where he didn't have the beard. Okay, but I mean, but like his hair never went white. He never nope. got ale thin. He never got, you know, he never looked and, sickly. He just and, looked like a, you know. And he made 93. I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. The fact that he was, he was four when he saw 1930, when he was like, like when World War II happened, he was like in able his teens. To, yeah. He, he could have fought in World War II. Like he would have been yeah. young. Yeah. But he yeah, could have yeah, fought. Yeah. Um, he was also, if I remember correctly, he, because he spent a lot of time in Paris. He actually became a pimp, but it wasn't really like a pimp, but the, it was the profession was the same. He found women and he and he made them um, companions for men. He was essentially a pimp. And and Chappelle pointed that out. He's like, you are a pimp. And he's like, well, we didn't call it that. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> actually, and, here and it goes. Chappelle's it's like a- looking at the students like, all you motherfuckers need to realize he was a pimp. In, in, it says here in his Wikipedia, in the 1950s, lived and worked as a pimp when he was living in Paris. See? There so, you go. Um, I think they probably changed that. Probably. that that's got to be an, a, an, a recent addition. Like, well, I, who's going to argue I, this one? Well, the citation says... see if I can find the citation. Um, 11, He's also a pilot. Um, it's a New York Times thing is where it was cited from. So, Well, um... But I I want to I want to do one last thing before we wrap this up because I don't know how much more we can I mean like we could talk for hours but like right. how much new information are we going to say <laughs> you know none he's dead. um <laughs> but yeah so I thought in the honor of Lipton and and look with all respect to Bernard Pivot fuck him it's now Lipton's list <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> He he would ask these ten questions at the end of every interview every interview segment before he turned the the class over because the class would also ask questions of the the actor at the end there. Um, so I thought it'd be fun if we did this. So um, how about you ask me first? Okay. Can you see them? Okay. Yeah, yeah. CJ. <laughs> I could know because I can't do an invitation when we reverse this. Don't All do right. that to me. What is your favorite word? Hope. What is your least favorite word? Can't. What turns you on? Love. What turns you off? Hatred. What sound or noise do you love? It's got to be a good guitar riff. I don't, you know, I can't say like a specific chord, but just a good guitar riff. What sound or noise do you hate? Animals in pain. What is your favorite curse word? You know... I think you would think you know the answer to this, but for me, it's got to be bollocks. I use that all the time. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Bar owner. 
bar owner, not even yeah. bartender. No, like oh, like right. Yeah, I, I guess that would be implied within it, but like running the whole show, you know. Okay. Uh, what profession would you not like to attempt? Garbage man. <laughs> mm. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You can go back as often as you want. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. So uh, now I'll flip this around on you. What is it, Rico? What is your favorite word? Ironic. What is your least favorite word? <sighs> MAGA. Okay. What turns you on? Amazing snorting laughter. What turns you off? Animals and and children being hurt. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of same thing I said. Yeah. Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? I think you kind of already answered this. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> What is your uh, favorite no, curse word? Do I hate? Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Yep. I get really irritated at traffic. Like just the the sounds of traffic drives me fucking nuts. So honking, I guess. Okay. What's your favorite curse word? I think I know this, but I could be wrong. I I have such a rich vocabulary. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna. You know, motherfucker, because motherfucker is so versatile, versatile, and yeah. so useful. You could, I can call you motherfucker. I could, I could say that motherfucker, and I'd be like, motherfucker, listen, let me tell you something, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, on a, in other words, on a on a real on a good day, it's motherfucker. On a bad day, it's cunt. Okay. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I think in a perfect world, I would like to be a loud singer or a actor of some sort. What profession would you like not to do? Uh, I would not like to be a parachute tester. Okay. And if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You know, I've been waiting for this question for so many years. You're early. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podesky is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, Follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our work via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. If heaven exists.
what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gate? Yes.